With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The Yappy Program on WVNN. So I know I've been a little bit harsh on the Alabama legislature this week. Just a tad harsh, I get it. I have high standards when it comes to some of these issues. I want the Republicans in the legislature to maybe do more than they have been doing. I want the leadership to show more of a backbone when it comes to things like school choice or cutting the grocery tax or some other things. So I thought maybe I would start on a on a good note on something the legislature did right. At least the House, at least the Alabama House of Representatives. Something that they, they, they accomplished, which was good. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment and take your text as well. I'll tell you exactly what it is. See, I can bring, I can bring good news sometimes here on, on the Yaffe program. By the way, you are listening to the Yaffe program. We're here Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Newstalk 770 a.m. 92.5 FM WVNN. I'm Alabama's voice of reason. Um, coming up later, Tori is going to join us for what's trending at the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour. At the top of the 10 o'clock hour, Scott Buttram is with the Trustville Tribune. He's kind of like me when it comes to the Alabama legislature. He kind of expects a little bit more on issues like school choice and cutting the grocery tax and Maybe some other things. So we'll, we'll discuss that. But as I mentioned, I, I did want to start with, with some of the good news here. So, so let me, uh, let me get that for you. I'm going to read this from AL.com. It says here, the Alabama House is banning transgender athletes from competing in college sports. Good. Good. It's not even just enough. I, 
I just have to say, it's not even enough to do it just in grade school or middle school or high school. Colleges, too. Because that's what was Title IX was all for. The whole point of Title IX across the country was to protect women's sports and to give women an opportunity. Who, uh, for years, for years, conservatives were claimed or called anti-feminist or whatever, mostly because feminists were getting very, very radical. But there is no doubt in my mind that today conservatives are much more feminist than the left because no one is protecting women more in this country right now than conservative leaders. It's just a fact. So all those who dress up in their handmaid's tail outfits and all that stuff, um, no one who is doing all of that, uh, just, just know that they, they say they're fighting for women's rights. They're not. They're not. Uh, reading this from AL.com says here, Alabama House bans transgender athletes from competing in college sports. Uh, they passed that Tuesday. Um, it says a group of 40 Republican lawmakers sponsored HB 261, which would require collegiate athletes to compete on teams based on the gender of their birth certificates. The bill passed 83 to 5, with 14 members abstaining. An additional 53 members voted to add their names as co-sponsors following the passage of the bill. Uh, it says as well, Representative Susan DuBose a freshman law Republican from Hoover said that if a transgender athlete were to compete on a team that did not align with the gender on their birth certificate even once, it would be too many times. Now, DeBose argued that the bill uses biological sex to determine athletic placement rather than gender identity. Representative Chris England said he felt like he was in the twilight zone. He's a Democrat, of course. Said it is almost like we are stopping some sort of epidemic in Alabama that is occurring. And I'm not sure that anybody in here can find one example of this ever happening in the state of Alabama. Said this is just an opportunity for people to create an issue or a solution that is looking for a problem. And listen, look, I'm all about proactive activity here, but sometimes we just got, we just go a little too far. So their argument, once again, when it comes to these kind of bills, is oh, it doesn't even happen here. It's not even an issue here. Well, it's an issue across the country. And he even admits, oh, I'm all for proactivity. We have to be proactive on this. Because all you have to do is look at the stats. All you have to do is look at the stats and understand that those who are claiming to be transgender, even among young people in this country... Those who are claiming to be transgender, that number is growing. It's growing, and it's going to grow in Alabama. And if we don't put a stop to this now, we're going to have a problem in the future. So good for the Alabama legislature, showing some true backbone here, showing some true leadership here, actually getting this done and making sure this doesn't happen in colleges. By the way, I, I don't have to look very far to give you an example of where you've had transgender athletes compete as biological men claiming to be women and competing in women's sports and winning because they have an unfair advantage, which hurts the opportunity of women. We all know the story of Leah Thomas 
Um, by the way, Leah, he is very, very upset because Title Nine, which the Biden administration is changing, they want to change that to actually allow more transgender athletes in women's sports. He says it's not good enough. No, 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 it's not good enough. So the Biden administration does something that's woke, goes too far on this. And Leah Thomas is still not happy. Now, just so you know, there is some good news on that as well. Senator Tuberville, who's been leading the fight on this, his bill is going to be voted on in the House and the Senate, probably at the same time, which is very rare if that ever happens, to protect Title IX as it is now to protect women's sports, which is a good thing. But Leah Thomas put out this video on this. Let me let me go ahead and play what what he said. Here it is. My name is Leah Thomas. I'm a transgender woman, a former college swimmer, and the first trans athlete to be named Division I NCAA champion. I started swimming when I was five years old. It has taught me so much. It has given me so many opportunities to learn, grow, develop, and connect with my peers. Opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. That's why it breaks my heart to see trans kids across the country lose out on these opportunities. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through 8. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This rule is a good start, however, it is not enough. During this time of intense anti-trans backlash, the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally. Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids, because all trans kids deserve the opportunity to compete and play in the sports they love without compromising who they are. Join me in commenting on this proposed rule and demanding equal protection for all transgender athletes. All trans kids deserve the opportunity to be themselves and participate. Uh, By the way, this is just a message. Like I said, that even those who are woke, even Biden who's trying to be woke, it's never going to be good enough for them. They're going to keep pushing and they're going to keep pushing. And you know what's funny is my my initial reaction is whatever, dude, (laughs) because that's what you are, dude. Whatever, dude. We're not doing this. But he says, oh, transgender athletes should get equal opportunity. You have equal opportunity. You can still play sports. You just have to play the sport in your proper gender. No one's banning you from playing sports at all. But this isn't about protecting, you know, oh, we need to protect their rights. How about the the rights of women? So according to Leah, according to him... We need to infringe on the rights of women in women's sports in order to protect his rights so he can get an opportunity, even though he is not a woman, to compete in women's sports. You see you see how this is? You see now why I say conservatives have become much more feminist than uh, the left on a lot of these issues? Just remember what side is really protecting women right now. So as leftist activists wear their handmaid's tail outfits and say, oh, they're going after women's rights. Remember who is really infringing on women's rights. It's Leah Thomas. It's others like him really messing all this up. We're going to talk more about this because there's there's some more reaction to what happened with Budweiser on this issue. 
The View weighed in on this issue, of course. So we'll play some of those cuts and get your reaction as well on the hot take text line 925-494-9866, 925-494-WVNN. You're listening to the Yaffe Program back in just a moment. The Yaffe Program. We are back here on the Yaffe Program. Just a quick reminder for you once again, if you have missed any of the show live, Make sure to check the podcast anywhere podcasts are available. You can also find it at our website, WVNN.com. Also, uh, also wanted to, uh, say a quick note. Last night I moderated a forum at Bob Jones High School for the Madison City Manager election. And it was fun. I was, I was able to meet some fans of the show, had a good discussion on both sides, whether they should go to a city manager type government where instead of just having the mayor in charge of all the responsibilities, he would appoint a city manager. A lot of people are passionate about that issue. I don't live in Madison, so I don't have a personal stake in it. But there were a lot of interesting topics. So if you were able to make it to that forum last night, it was good to see some of you there. Um, by the way, I, I see RJ from Owens Crossroads texted in on our text line and said, why not just give the trainees their own team, an all-trans team? Then they would be happy. Now, I think a little bit of sarcasm here because um, they would not be happy. That's the point. Leah Thomas doesn't want his own trans team. What he wants is for the rest of society to cater to him. Cater to him and his radical beliefs. That That's what they want. So this idea that, oh, we could just make separate trans bathrooms or separate trans teams or separate trans leagues, they would never, ever want that. Because in their minds, they're not just transgender. They all, like Leah Thomas, in his mind, he's not just a transgender woman. He is a woman. And we should just get to the point where we just accept that he is a woman. So you can react to the, uh, that on the text line as well. Uh Right, yeah. Right now, though, we do have to get to those Alabama headlines. Don't want to forget to do that. We have the Alabama bullet points. Alabama bullet points. Today's headlines from around the Yellowhammer State. Sponsored by Larry's Pistol and Pond. Number four today. This is something uh, Dale Jackson was talking a lot about in his show. It's going to be a big topic on both of our shows uh, for the next couple of weeks, I think. But at uh, Madison City Schools, I believe this happened at Bob Jones High School, JROTC instructor referred to a student organization as being affiliated with the KKK. Now, what student organization was that? Turning Point USA, which is a well-known conservative organization. But according to schoolboardwatchlist.org, when confronted with this, the teacher then sent an email to the parents of the leader of this group denying she did any of this. Then she lied about it. Then she doubled down. Then she kind of apologized, but didn't really apologize. And it's a mess. And this teacher should be fired for lying. But this idea that, oh, we're just going to claim conservative groups or KKK and a teacher's just going to get away with this stuff. Uh, no, I'm done. Number three today, what I was talking about at the top of the show, transgender athletes will be banned from participating in sports outside of their assigned gender, at least if this new law passes the Alabama legislature. Now, yesterday, it did pass the Alabama House. 
by a 93 to 5 margin. 14 legislators abstained. I don't really understand why that is. What What is controversial? It's either yes or no. I mean, I don't know why you're abstaining. But that's in the House. We'll see if the Senate passes it as well. I think they will, especially because it seems popular. And this is something I give kudos to the legislature for. They haven't been able to pass real school choice, which to me, what's going on in Madison City schools is another reason to have real school choice options. But at least they were able to get this done. Hopefully, um, KIV will eventually sign it. Number two, speaking of schools in Alabama, what if we're not allowed to call certain schools failing schools? Now, there are schools that are failing, at least according to the usual definition of failing. But State Superintendent Eric Mackey, um, he says, no, 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 that's mean. That's racist. We shouldn't call them that. They're just below other schools, so we shouldn't call them failing schools. And now there is a Democrat in in the House who uh, wants to pass a bill that would change the definition of a, a school. You would not be allowed to use the term failing schools. So instead of like propping these schools up, helping these schools, figuring out ways to make education better in the state, no, we're just going to change the definition. We're going to say, well, though that's not really failing. That's not fair. Now, I, I don't think they'll end up passing this. The Republicans are not on board with this. And number one today, um, it seems that Tommy Tuberville's bill that would protect Title IX and protect women's sports, there's going to be a vote on it in the House and the Senate, both at the same time be interesting to see what what Democrats do with this. I have a feeling Democrats are not going to want to vote for this. It might be kind of close in the Senate, but at least in the House of Representatives, it probably will pass. It should pass. I'm guessing Biden would veto it because he's the one wanting to change the Title IX definitions, the definition of discrimination. What's interesting, though, as I was talking about at the top of the show there, Biden wants to do it really just for grade school through eighth grade, so grade school and middle school, and allow high school and college sports to still, you know, discriminate based on gender, which is how it's been done for forever. You know, if you're a boy, you play in boy sports. If you're a girl, you play in girl sports. But I played that cut from Leah Thomas at the top where he's like, oh, that's not good enough. So even that's not going to be good enough. Even that's not going to be radical enough. This has got to stop. We're done. We're done playing this game where we're just going to validate this delusion when obviously it would create a problem in women's sports. Obviously, it creates a problem in society. And by the way, it creates a problem with grammar. I'm not going to call a single individual they or there. I'm not going to do it. Even if I bought in to the transgender ideology, even if I bought into that, you know, oh, you're a girl, I believe you're a boy, or you're not binary. Even if I bought into all of that, I am not going to change it to a plural. I'm not going to do it. 
By the way, uh, this segment of the program is brought to you by Larry's Pistol and Pawn. want you to go today. Mother's Day is just around the corner. And if you want to buy your mom something nice or your wife something nice, if your wife is a mother, uh, you can at Larry's Pistol and Pawn. They have the best selection of jewelry. The store is 18,000 square feet, and a lot of that is to display the latest in jewelry that they have. Gold, silver, platinum, white gold, diamonds, necklaces, watches, everything you can think of available at Larry's Pistol and Pond and great customer service as well. Go to PistolandPond.com, PistolandPond.com as well. Find out more information and tell them Yaffe sent you. It's the Yaffe Program on WBNN. Got someone weighing in on a hot take text line. Just said, uh, real quick, said, Yaffe, it was great to meet you. Talking about the event I was at last night. Bob Jones High School, Madison City is going to have an election on city manager. Uh, I moderated a little bit of a forum there. Uh, the person weighed in said it was great to meet me. Said my only regret was not congratulating you and your wife on your baby daughter. I appreciate that. She is due at the end of August, and everything is going well so far, except sometimes baby keeps her awake at night, which apparently is uh, <laughs> like pretty common from being pregnant. I, I wouldn't know. I've never been pregnant, but that that's what I hear. All right. We have a caller on the line right now. Jeff is on the phone. Jeff, uh, what would you want to say today? Uh, congratulations on your wife's pregnancy, too. But uh, uh, after she's born, she'll both keep, be keeping you both up at night. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Go but, ahead. Uh, all this transgender athlete stuff and everything, there basically was a movie that kind of has to do with this stuff. Uh, have you ever seen the Johnny Knoxville movie, The Ringer? I've not seen it, but I remember it. I remember when it came out. Well, you, you need to see it because it, it's the, the premise of the movie is that Johnny Knoxville needed money, but he couldn't compete as a, an Olympic athlete, so he pretended to be mentally disabled so he could join the oh, uh, Special yeah. Olympics. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and and that's kind of what's going on here. You know, you know these these athletes. Uh, these male, male athletes, you know, they can't compete uh, on their in their own uh, uh, gender, so they basically you know, try to compete in women's sports, and uh, it makes them you know top of the list. Yeah. So uh, if if you've never seen the movie, please watch it because it's it's not a John Knoxville movie like you would think. You, yeah, you, you know, I feel it. like now that you go over the story, I feel like I have seen it, but it's been a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it actually has. If I remember correctly, it actually had a decent message. Like at the end, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't all just like. Yeah, it it, it was a good movie. It's not like this most of the movies he made. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a really good movie. I think I remember that, Jeff. I really appreciate your call. Thank you so much. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just need to call it what it is. It's it's girl face. It's woman face. We know. That's what gets me more than anything. We all know what's going on here, right? Like even those who are, um, even those who are on the other side of this, who are leftists, who believe in the transgender ideology, when it comes to sports, even they have to kind of acknowledge in their own mind that we know what's going on. We know this gives them an unfair advantage, and if they don't acknowledge that, they're either delusional or they're lying to themselves. So even if you believe that we should affirm their gender and all of that stuff, it still creates a problem in sports 
because gender is just not in your mind. There are physical differences between men and women, and we all know this. I'm not, this is not controversial. Anyway, we all remember, oh, yes, Copper. I know they don't want a separate league, but I think it could be a good proposal to make a separate league, not just for transgender people, but call it the the define yourself or something. The define and you yourself could, league. And you can do anything you want, basically. Oh, that if, you like can you, do steroids. You can be on drugs. You can use like those fancy shoes that got banned that have like those springs in them that make you run faster. <laughs> yeah. You can get a cyborg arm. I mean, like. Whatever you want, and then have it a league of people who were like, we we just want to compete in a way that makes us feel good. I, I was gonna say, I think you got that idea from an anime. I feel like I've seen something really? like that in an anime. I don't anime. remember seeing that, but <laughs> I, I believe it's out there. <laughs> but um, they could also define themselves as like an animal or something if they wanted yeah, to. The furries we'll can compete. Yeah, they could be a part. Yeah, and then you can good. have one that you know is just uh, normal competitions, and you can have one that's that's the crazy people. But no, the, the define yourself league. Yeah, I mean, and then if women who are biological women want to go in and compete against men, yeah, whether they're in, yeah, whether they're in animal suits or pretending to be women or also on drugs, you know, yeah. knock yourself out. I mean, the the problem with it is it. The, their whole premise is that they are. Yeah, women. that they want to acknowledge. So they, they don't want to, they don't want to, by, by caving in and giving a separate league, they're gonna, it, it totally undermines their whole yeah. radical ideology. Yeah. By the way, you were talking about this on What's Trending yesterday, how Budweiser is kind of trying mm. to make up for their promotion of Dylan Mulvaney, that Bud White thing that was out there in the Bud White cans. I actually, I actually grabbed the audio of that ad. So go ahead and play that. Just kind of give people an idea. Budweiser is trying to get their, their customer base back. Not really sure this is going to work, but go ahead and, go and play that ad real quick. Let me tell you a story about a beer. Rooted in the heart of America. Found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations willing to sip, share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. It's a well-produced ad. You know, it looks good. It's got the Clydesdale. But Copper's over there laughing because we all know what's really going on here. It's so cringe. <laughs> and with, like, the inspiring music in the background, mm -hmm. it sounds more like an army recruitment video. <laughs> this is the story of America. <laughs> Which, you know, if it was just a regular ad, I wouldn't mind it. But, like, we know what you're doing here. You're, you're yeah. trying, to, trying to cover up. By the way, uh, <laughs> Glenn Beck put out a, a tweet that I retweeted, and it has a, a Clydesdale journey picture. But it has a poodle as as the picture, and it says, "You know, it's a horse. You bigots <laughs> identifies as a Clydesdale." 
<laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Yaffe. You'll see I retweeted that picture. It's pretty funny. But, you know, there has been some reaction to all of this, including on The View. Go ahead real quick, quick Copper. Play the Sonny Hostin cut because I, I know none of you watch The View, but it is kind of, kind of an example on how the left really thinks about this stuff. Go and play it. They also are making this out to be a trans. It's, 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 this is a transphobic issue, right? We know that this country is highly transphobic. It's so, it, and it's unbelievable to me that this still goes Let's on. Let's say that many of the transphobic people get the attention. I doubt that the country's as transphobic. I hope, as, I hope the country is not yeah. as transphobic as well, it ahead. appears to be, but trans uh, rights are under yeah, attack yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Now, this is, and people are saying, this is a, an American beer. This is a Belgian company, okay? <laughs> like, it's not even like... Same we Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch is a Belgian company that doesn't only sell Bud Light, but sells, like, beer in, like, 130 countries and stuff. And, like, all Different over the world. Yes. And all kinds of beers. Yeah. So that's why it's so dumb to me. I, I love how it's trans rights are under attack. What? What Right. I mean, under the Bill of Rights, a trans person has all those same rights as we do. But when they're talking about rights, they're talking about children and surgeries and parents, a lot of times forcing that kind of stuff on on them. I thought they were talking about the right to be popular. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... You, pro- you need to watch my ad and want to buy my product and think of me as a great influencer. <laughs> yep. Yep. What's interesting, though, as well, is she's like, oh, they're not even an American company. You know that Budweiser is is watching that and they're like, shut up. Shut up. Don't tell people we're not an American company anymore. We're already hurting enough. <laughs> like, like, do you think you're helping Budweiser, Sonny, by like pointing this out that Anheuser-Busch is now owned by InBev, which is not an American company? <laughs> so, no, they they don't want that out there either. So I just think it's funny how she's like trying to help them, and it's like, uh, uh, yeah, you're just making this worse. It just gives people more of a reason to boycott them. Um, going to play the Whoopi Goldberg cut though, because she also weighed on in on this, which I which I find fascinating. Here it is. Listen, Budweiser, we're all Americans here. Don't let them scare you. Right. Yeah. Let us scare you. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm kind of scared. Uh, but what the reason why I bring that up is if this were reversed, if this were a boycott of a conservative company like Hobby Lobby, they would be all on board and they would say, you should be scared of us. We all know that, right? But because it's opposite, they're like, don't let them scare you. It's, it's not that they're scared of conservatives it's that they're scared of losing money which they are because they've they've messed with their customer base so this idea that oh we're all americans here and don't let them scare you let us scare you that has been your approach to businesses for years now for years the left has gone after businesses that don't toe the line they have got in Florida, not too long ago, actually, I don't think it was even just in Florida. I think it was in Alabama. Publix would have people protest in public stores on gun control because Publix wouldn't toe the line on that kind of stuff. 
So this idea that all of a sudden it's like, oh, boycotts are bad. Really, we're just playing the same game that you created. You created this this game. I'm just just pointing that out. There is actually some more radical stuff that happened on The View, which we'll get into later on the show. But you can react to any of this on the hot take text line, 925-494-9866, 925-494-WVNN. Uh, I want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick right now, Regenesis Stem Cell Center. If you've been having back pain like me, I had it for years. If you had neck pain like me, I had it for years. Let me tell you a way to take away the pain. It's using your own body stem cells. That's right. Who would have thought it's possible? It is possible. There is new innovative stem cell treatment, which I got and you can get as well. And it works. But you you need to go to the professionals who know what they're doing and do this right. Their stem cell treatment, Regenesis Stem Cell Center. They are the leading stem cell center in Alabama. Dr. Charles Lee is Alabama's leading stem cell physician. You really should call them, make an appointment, get a consultation, and then change your life because it is life changing. 256-715-8193. 256-715-8193. You can go to the website regenesisstemcell.com. That's regenesisstemcell.com. When you contact them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. Back in a moment, you're on the Yaffe program. You're listening to Yaffe on WBNN. I am back here on WBNN, the Yaffe program. If you miss any of the show live, you know where to find it on the podcast. Just go to WVNN.com or anywhere podcasts are available. Been a beautiful week. Sunny, a little cold in the morning. You know, I would like it to warm up a little bit, but we haven't had, uh, two, we haven't had the severe storms as of late. It's not going to last forever though. The storms are going to come eventually. We're still in we're still in April, and if those storms do come and they damage your roof, let me tell you who to call to get that fixed. SoCo Roofing and Restoration. You know what can happen after a lot of storms is you get these fly-by-night companies that say they'll fix it, and they don't really do a good job, and then they're gone, and then you have to go back and get it fixed again. Don't don't even mess with that. Don't do that. Instead, call SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're located, owned, and operated here in Huntsville. Been, have been here for years. Call them 256-663-4061, 256-663-4061. They're licensed, bonded, and insured. They also offer free estimates and inspections. They're the roofing company you can turn to for all of your roofing needs, providing your family with a safe roof over your heads. Soco Roofing and Restoration, southernroofexperts.com is the website, southernroofexperts.com. They'll work with your insurance adjuster as well to make sure that gets fixed right and get everything you need. Soco Roofing and Restoration, when you call them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. So I guess the clips I were playing from The View were some things I found beyond reason. This is this next clip, though, is definitely beyond reason. Also from The View, I, I guess she has been on The View a couple of times. I don't really know much about her other than she's obviously a radical leftist. But Patty Lupitone had a comment this week on The View and then you hear Whoopi Goldberg agreeing with it, basically. Yeah, go ahead and play it for me, Copper. This before, and I'm going to get in trouble. But I have said this before, and it's been in print. I don't know what the difference between our Christian right and the Taliban is. 
I have no idea what the difference is. You're not the only person who's said that. I don't, I, I, I just don't know what the difference is. Yeah. What's happening in this country right now in the name of religion is so dangerous. I'll tell you a difference, little five-year-old. <laughs> they blow people up. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Even a five-year-old knows that. Mm-hmm. Oh my, mm-hmm. I, my, my, my initial thought was, well, the way Joe Biden reacted to the Taliban was they just withdrew from the country. And when you left oh. them, let the Taliban take over. So does that mean they're gonna, she's going to leave and let, let Christians take over? I mean, <laughs> go can we, ahead. Can we have that? But Leave I mean, all your nice cars behind, too. <laughs> right. Now, the funny thing is she lives in the United States. Okay. And I bet if you asked her, hey, why don't you go live in Afghanistan? You want to go live there? You know, it's like the same here as this there. I'll even buy your place. Here's a house for you in Afghanistan. Go live there. Do you, you think she would? Do you think she would do it? I I, I, I sincerely doubt it. Now, let, let's imagine this. Let's imagine I was giving kind of a joke about uh, wedding Christians take over, but let's make that serious. Well, let's say that you have some kind of church take over the country. Do you think it would be the same as what we saw if the Taliban took over the United States? Like if the Taliban just decided to, to take over. Do you think it would be the same? And of course they're like, what is being done in this country taking away our rights in the name of religion? What rights are you talking about? Like, seriously, oh, the right the right to kill your unborn child. Oh, okay. Um, are they taking away your right to free speech? No. Are they taking away your right to bear arms? No. No, we know it's the left that wants to do that. Are they taking away your right from improper searches and seizures? No, that is not being done in the name of religion. And on and on it goes. You go to like the 10th Amendment where the state, it gives the state rights. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the left who wants to take away the power of the, of the 10th Amendment. So this idea that, oh, we're, we're exactly the same. But what bothers me is people believe that. So what does that mean? It means that they believe Christians are terrorists, right? I mean, if you asked her, if you asked her that, oh, do you believe the Taliban are terrorists? She would probably say, yeah, yeah, they're, they're terrorists over in Afghanistan. Although nowadays, I don't even know. <laughs> the way the left thinks about certain groups, I don't even know. But most likely, if you asked her, do you think that the Taliban are terrorists? She would say yes. So then I would say, do you think conservative Christians are terrorists then? You say there's no difference. Um, she would probably, would she say yes? I guess so. Does that mean that we should have a war on terror? Like we did after 9-11, we had the war on terror. We went to war, had the military take out terrorist groups. Is that, is that where you're going with this? That's that we- exactly what they want. And they've already started doing it. They had mm-hmm. the FBI and that huge SWAT team break down the door of that guy who stood 20 yards away from an abortion clinic praying quietly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's that's actually a really good point. Because you see that situation. Even the judge was like, okay, this doesn't count under that yeah, law of blocking crazy. an abortion clinic. 
But you wonder, okay, how do you get to a point? How do you get to a point in your mind where you do something like that, where the FBI does something like that, where the leadership does something like that? How do you get to a point? Well, it's obvious now how they got to that point, right? It's completely obvious. When you think that abortion activists are the same as the Taliban, which means they're basically terrorists, then it's not too much of a leap to say the FBI should be raiding their homes and arresting them. That, that, you know, she said what's being done in the name of religion is dangerous. What's being done in the name of wokeness is much more dangerous, obviously, to anyone who is objective about what's actually going on. Got much more to get to. Scott Buttram is going to join me in the next hour here on the Happy Program. The Yappy Program. So I think I was pretty clear on the show yesterday that I'm very, very skeptical now that they're going to pass some kind of grocery tax cut. I'm also very, very skeptical that they're going to pass any kind of real school choice reform. I was already skeptical on the school choice front. But the grocery tax cut, it seemed like there was some real momentum in that direction. Then all of a sudden this week and the end of last week, I just saw one story after another, one comment after another that suggested to me there's a full court press going on behind the scenes to make sure this doesn't happen. And now I'm thinking it's probably not going to happen. It's like gambling. Even though there are specific pieces of legislation out there, doesn't mean they're going to pass. Once you get into the details, there's too many arguments and you can't get a consensus. And of course, we don't have real leadership on this issue in the legislature or in the governor's office. Maybe in the lieutenant governor's office, but not from KIV. So we'll talk more about this. Get your reaction on the text line as well here on the Yaffe program. Joining me right now, Scott Buttram. He is with the Trustville Tribune. Scott, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing well, Yaffe. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So are you as pessimistic as I am about any kind of grocery tax cut passing? I I think I stay in a constant state of pessimism when it comes to the legislature. Oh, And uh, I I hate that. I mean, I don't want to feel that way. I was one of those that was giddy and dancing in the streets in 2010 when the Republicans took over control of Montgomery. Um, and, and for a while there, it looked like there would be a real difference. But here we sit uh, 13, 14 years later, and they look every, – every session, they look more and more like the Democrats when they were in control of Montgomery. And, uh, and it's disappointing because it appears that they've all sold out to the system and not sold out to their constituents – uh, talking about the grocery tax, and, and as you know, Yaffe, um, the city of Clay is one of the nine cities that the Tribune covers. We were the we were the outlet that uh, originally reported the story that the city of Clay was cutting their grocery tax uh, by two cents. They they've got a four cent local tax in Clay and decided to reduce it by two cents. I think they would have gone for the full four cents uh, on groceries, but. Some of that sales tax is committed to education, and to avoid any conflict or anybody coming after them about it, they cut it to 2%. They did this months and months and months ago. Uh, the article you referenced uh, by John Sharp and AL.com yesterday, uh, he, he did mention the city of Clay. I found it pretty ironic that he went through 
the entire story and brought up the fact that we do have one city in Alabama that has already cut the grocery tax, and he put it at the very end of the story. Um, I, I think what you're seeing is, and, and I think this is reality, when Clay cut theirs by two cents, uh, in talking to the city manager, and, and now he's, you know, the story's not exactly the same, but I trust what he told me in the beginning. Uh, he he did have legislators that reached out to him with concern about this. He didn't ask for them to reach out to him. They saw it in the paper and reached out. And I'm convinced that was because they didn't want the city of Clay's decision to cut grocery tax to bring more pressure on them to cut it at the state level. Um, so it's the, op- it's the opposite the city of Clay was not going to back down from this un- unless somebody wanted to file suit. Uh, everything kind of smoothed over, and, and it's uh, it, to, my, to my knowledge, it's been a, a fine situation between legislators and city officials in that regard since then. But what you're seeing now are other cities who are, if, if I read the article correctly, they're concerned that if the state cuts the grocery tax, that they're going to get local pressure from their constituents to cut the local uh, sales tax on groceries. And they're all talking about how important that money is and how badly they need it. And, and so they, they don't really want the state to do anything because they don't want to catch the heat locally. Doing the right thing <laughs> is doing the right thing. This shouldn't be complicated. We should, we should not be one of three states charging people taxes on a necessity like food. And, and there's a reason 48, 47 other states have already done away with this. So the problem is we've got legislators who are more worried about licking their finger and sticking it in the wind than to than just going and doing their job and doing the right thing. And Yaffe, how many how many different things have we seen this of? Yeah, Dale this morning called them cowards. Said basically these city leaders are being cowards because yeah, they're 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 afraid. But it's interesting how you bring up the point that it really what happened in reality was the opposite. That a city cut their sales tax on groceries, yep. and then the legislators on the state level, they were concerned about that because they were afraid to actually do it. And then right. now it's being turned around the other way. But the the argument I hear from legislators, the argument I hear from these city leaders is that they need this tax revenue in order to for government to function properly. Do, do you think that is true? Well, it, it probably it probably is true. You need the you need revenue to pay for police and to pay for fire and and to do all these things. I I wouldn't disagree with that, uh, but the problem is Alabama has hung their hat on the sales tax for for generations. This goes back a hundred years. This is new here, where other states are paying a little higher property tax, which is by the way far more stable than sales tax because sales tax is always going to fall victim to the economy. Uh, but we don't want to do that in Alabama. We don't. We that that might mean we charge uh, Alabama Power or Gulf States Paper or uh, U.S. Steel um, for these massive tens, hundreds of thousands of acres that they're sitting on, and we don't we don't want to charge them a decent property tax rate. So the cities, uh, who by the way don't have home rule and have very little control over property tax. Uh, it, it, it puts them in a position that they have to charge more sales tax to make up for what they can't get in property tax like a normal state. And frankly, we could raise our property tax in Alabama 
five, 10, 15 mills and still have one of the three lowest property tax rates in the country. But we won't do that because BCA uh, is protecting large business interests in this state that don't want to pay another uh, five cents per acre on just gigantic land holdings. So it's this is where you expect your legislature and your local officials, by the way, your mayor and your council, to do the right thing by the people instead of doing the right thing by revenue. And that's, that's, where, that's where we are. And it's at every level of uh, government in this state, unfortunately. Do you think it's one of those issues that eventually, if it's not done this year, eventually it's going to have to be done because the momentum is just mm-hmm. too big when all yep. the states around us don't tax groceries, when all the states around us, a lot of them don't even have a state income tax. Right. Yeah, we can't even cut the grocery tax like, in half, <laughs> we can't even cut it right. at all. It just feels like the momentum has changed on this. Well, it may have. It's it, one of the things that's really important, or is getting this to a vote. So then we have a list of names of who's for it and who's against it. And, and by the way, the same goes. You and I have talked about the Price Act and school choice in Alabama. I think it's critical we get these things to a vote, even if we know the votes aren't there and it will fail. Get it there and get people on record. Do I do I think it's going to change? Yeah, I do. Um, I see the next round of state legislative uh, elections potentially being a bloodbath if the grocery tax is still in place and if school choice has not been acted been enacted. I, I think we're going to see a bloodbath. I don't think we will see Republicans taking the place. I mean, Democrats taking the place of Republicans, but I think a lot of these people will be will be primaried. They will be primary by quality candidates, and I think the people will get the last word. Very interesting. I'm speaking with Scott Buttram. He's with the Trustville Tribune. Any chance you can stay with me for one more segment to talk? Uh, I, I want to get more into the school choice thing because that's the other big issue that I'm yeah. pretty pessimistic on, kind of like you are. Yeah. I share your pessimism. I'll I'll hang around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Scott Buttram will continue that conversation in a moment. Right now, let me tell you about the sponsor here real quick. It is Weight Loss Centers of Huntsville. I tell people sometimes I lost 30 pounds in a month. They hear it on the radio. They almost don't believe it. It sounds impossible. But then I meet them in person. And one of the first things they say is, You're looking good, and I know why. That happened last night when I was at the Madison City Forum. I had someone come up to me and said, oh, you are looking good. That's because of Weight Loss Centers of Huntsville. I told him, he's like, yeah, I hear the ad. It's absolutely true. Lost 36 pounds total, 30 pounds in a month. You can too, and it's natural, safe, effective. It works, and they help you through the entire process. If you want a free private weight loss consultation, uh, you can get it. Go to weightlosshuntsville.com, weightlosshuntsville.com. It is worth it. Not only you get your self-esteem back, clothes fit better, but you get your energy back, and it's it's for your health as well. Weightlosshuntsville.com. When you contact them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. More with Scott Buttram next here on the Yaffe Program. It's the Yaffe Program on WBNN. Welcome back to the Yaffe program. Continuing our conversation right now with Scott Buttram, who is with the Trustville Tribune. Uh, Scott is, uh, I guess like a pro, cho- pro school choice activist 
like I am, <laughs> basically becoming activists on this issue. But we got the Price Act out there. I, I see no evidence this really has a chance of passing, though. Do you, Scott? I, I don't think the odds are in favor of it passing uh, this year. I always couch. We have seen things get passed because momentum just shifted so hard and so strong that legislators became fearful of not passing it. So anything's possible, but I think if we're looking at the law of averages, uh, the, the average or possibility is very, very low that it would pass in this session. Uh, again, as we talked about before the break, I, I think it's important to try to get this and get the grocery tax cut to the table for a vote. Uh, and, and let the people of Alabama know where their legislators stand on it. Um, let me, you, you and have both, that we're both pessimistic about these bills. Let me, let me share a little telltale sign. You know, if you're playing poker with somebody, uh, you're always looking for a tail, right? From mm-hmm. your opponent. Something they do, something they say, uh, a motion they make that, that might tip you to what their hand is. The legislature has a tail on issues like this, and it happens every session, every year. When you start hearing legislators say... (laughs) Just totally cut off there. That's how how pessimistic we are on school choice, is that that it just just (laughs) cuts off. We'll see if we can uh, get a hold of them in a sec. Um, One thing that Danny Garrett said, I wrote about that at yellowhammernews.com, he um he did an interview on Capital Journal. He was talking about how he's afraid that it would eat too much of the budget. And I remember I played the cut on the show and I said, what do I care as long as the students get the best education? So, Scott, sorry, I, I guess uh, there were some government forces out there trying to shut you up, but you're, you're back. I <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't blame them. I'd try to shut me up, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> The, uh, the I think what I was uh, legislators have a tail uh, that that shows their hand, and they do this on a pretty consistent basis. When you start hearing your legislators say this is an this is an important issue, uh, I think this is inevitable. We need to have a discussion about this. That's a tail. They are they are acknowledging that they're feeling a little bit of heat on it, but they're not going to move on it. The conversation, appointing committees, that is always, always uh, a stalling method. And they do it all the time. Remember when Governor Ivey uh, free committee uh, about three or four years ago? And uh, we still don't have a lot. So that's, that's just the way they operate. And we're hearing them say that on school choice, and we're hearing that them say that on the grocery tax. Okay, we've got multiple states that have enacted a full school choice uh, bill, and and they've passed it, and that's what they have in their state now, and students could get a voucher, the parents get to decide where they go get their education. So we're not trying to recreate the wheel. We've got a bill out of Arkansas that's a great one in Arizona that we could take a look at. Uh, These guys know that, and all they're going to do is substitute Alabama for whatever state has already passed it. So they know that it's easy to do. They're stalling when they start talking about, we need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we saw a legislator this week talking about school choice. 
And, uh, you know, we need to determine what that looks like. And, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 you know, it's the same stuff all the time. This is not a mystery to them. They understand exactly how these bills can and would work, but they're catering in to the special interest to control them. More times than not, that's going to be DCA. More times than not. In some cases, it may be alpha. If it's a more rural area that they're representing, it may be alpha that's pulling the strings. But generally speaking, alpha and DCA are pulling the same strings anyway and pulling legislators in the same direction. I would say to your listeners, would you hear one of your legislators use the terminology we just talked about? You need to pick up the phone and call them and tell them your own to them. And this is what you want and this is what you expect and make your expectations clear. Uh, that's the only thing they fear more than the power brokers in the state. They fear the voters because you could take their power away from them and they are drunk on this power. They love it. They don't want to lose it. Yeah. I mean, it's so true because with just like you said, with gambling and lottery and now with school choice and the grocery tax thing, we, we hear a lot of, right. well, it's complicated. You know, we need to have a, a, mm-hmm. a discussion to really understand it. And it's like, what's to understand? Like five other paid, uh, other states have passed this already. <laughs> you know, like, let's just do what yeah. they did. <laughs> what's the, what's the difficulty here? It, exactly. They, they act like they're waiting on a nuclear physicist to give them the formula to make this happen. Uh, and, and again, we all know what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to copy and paste the bill from another state. Uh, replace Alabama with Arkansas, uh, and, and make another couple of little changes and, and throw it out there. This is, this is not recreating the wheel. Uh, it's not heavy lifting, but boy, they sure act, they sure like to act like it's just exhausting. Uh, it's such a, yeah. It could probably figure out how we're going to vote on it in about 30 seconds, uh, which <laughs> right. may mean that you and I are far smarter than our average legislator in Montgomery. Well, you know, <laughs> not that that's too high of a bar. All right, Scott Butcher, really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, see, we've been having phone issues, but he's gone. Uh, appreciate him coming on. I want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick, Automation Personnel Services. You know, they're one of the top 100 largest staffing agencies in the entire country. They focus on light industrial, manufacturing, call centers, and other skilled labor positions. And right now, well, they want to help you find the right career for your needs. You'll be eligible for great benefits, including one-week paid vacation, six paid holidays each year, medical, dental, and vision coverage, and a 401k retirement plan and a referral bonus program. They're now hiring for a wide range of opportunities, including temp, temp to hire, and direct hire positions. Go to the website, apply online now, APSTemps.com, APSTemps.com. Call or text 256-533-5627. Make sure, as always, you tell them Yaffe sent you. Back in a sec here on the Yaffe program. You're listening to Yaffe on WVNN. We are back here on the Yappy Program, and at this time in the Yappy Program, you never know who's going to stop by. I basically have a rotation of hosts of What's Trending, 
Wednesday. It's Tori. And you know, I've been a little bummed because I haven't heard from you in a while. And like last Friday, because I had, we got into a couple Fridays in a row. Mm -hmm. And last Friday, I was in the morning getting prepped for my show and doing some other stuff that I do in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I'll hear from Yaffe soon. I'll hear from Yaffe soon. (laughs) And I never did. And then this morning, I was like, well, well, well. Uh, Who do we have here? One Mr. Yaffe. (laughs) I thought for sure she was going to make me crawl on the floor (laughs) and beg. I knew you'd come back. They always do. So, and I do need you on Friday. You know, I'll be here tomorrow. I feel I feel like now it's like a routine for you. You were probably like already prepping for what's trending on last Friday and you're like, wait. No. No. I wait till you come, Carl. Just gotta play hard to get. Okay. I definitely didn't. Well, have that, one. that was Kelsey's I definitely fault. didn't have one prepped that I didn't get to use. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's get into it now before she leaves in anger. Uh, it's time for what's trending with Tori. Keeping you up to date with all that's trending in your world. Oh, they have the internet on computers now. You guys know how to post videos to Facebook? It's What's Trending. All right. Tori, what's number five today? All right. I think these are pretty good today, so I'm glad you called. Number five. Netflix is ending its DVD by mail business. I have no idea. After 25 they... years. You didn't know they did that? No, I knew they did. That's how they started. Yes. i kind of surprised it lasted this long. <laughs> so, one of my best friends still gets the DVDs. Oh, really? And I feel like I have to call her today and be like, hey, bad news. Oh, man. Like, you only have until September 29th. They'll send out the last ones, and they have to be returned by October 27th. So, there's some people wow. that probably don't know that before Netflix was what Netflix is... It was like a red box, but in the mail, where you could go through, pick what movies you wanted to rent. They'd send you the DVD. You could keep it for however long. Mm-hmm. You send it back, they'd send you more. That's what killed Blockbuster. Yeah, It wasn't really the streaming service that killed Blockbuster. It was the mail and DVD service. Because that was, was happening before streaming. Yeah. Well, and it was cheaper than Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. You know, and Blockbuster was, you could compete. They, they always had the movie. Yeah. You know, walking into a blockbuster and like looking behind the cage and being like, no! I remember those Your heart days. is set on Titanic and it's not there? Yeah. Is there I any remember worse those feeling? Days. And then it's like 10 bucks or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> weight fee or something yes, like that. Yes. I'm kind of sad. I, there's a part of me that almost wanted to get this again because Netflix doesn't have all movies on no. streaming. But their DVD selection was pretty much like everything. Everything, yeah. And I like that about Redbox because Mm -hmm. there's those movies that are not necessarily on streaming yet. Right. But they're outside of theaters. Mm -hmm. And just every once in a while, you need a good trip to a Redbox. Yeah, and it's cheaper. Like you can rent on like Voodoo or something, but it's usually more expensive. There's one. I wanted to watch The Whale with Brendan Fraser. It's like... $26 $26 to rent. I'm like, I'll buy it yeah, at that I point. Know. Like, I'm Jeez. not. So we're waiting on that one. But they're also, this is like 5B. Oh, okay. On <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. They're also going to be phasing out their 
page sharing, phasing in their page sharing plan coming in the next few weeks. So they are cracking down on the passwords. They've been threatening it for a long time and they've done kind of a pilot program in other countries and they're pleased with the results. Oh, okay. Okay. If you're sharing someone's Netflix, you better get through all the things you needed to watch before (laughs) it's, you're going to have to pay for it. What is it like? I think you can still share up to like so many people or something. Yeah. I forget it's like how many. two or three, like within the household or. I've honestly thought about getting rid of Netflix. I watch it <gasps> the least out of all the streaming I Here's have. Here's what's going to happen though. I'm going to urge you not to because oh. you're going to get rid of it and then something's going to yeah. pop up on Netflix that you're going to want to see and you're going to have to go back and get it again. My boyfriend did that with Disney Plus. He got rid of it and then like a week later I was like, what's Disney Plus doing here? He's like, ah, I just needed it for something. It was like <laughs> the Mandalorian or something yep. came out. I know. So. Oh, okay. You're probably right. Just don't even waste your time with it. Well, now I want to get Paramount Plus because there's like stuff on there I want to watch. Yeah. And it's just, I can't, I can't it's keep too up. much. Oh, it's too much. I want to go back to the days where it was all on Netflix. It was just Netflix and that was it. <laughs> yes. All right. What's number four? All right. Number four. You know how everyone says it takes 21 days to form a habit? Well, that's not true. 20, that's a oh, bunch of baloney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's there. It says it depends on the person and what the habit is, which really makes more sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking internally at myself. Mm-hmm. I can like start a habit cold turkey and like every day for the rest of my life do it. I don't need 21 days. If okay. I decide that I'm going to drink 150 ounces of water a day, I started. I'm doing uh, it. I and I'll never not do it. You and Sam, I think you brought that up just to pressure me to start doing that. 150 ounces changes your life, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it just depends on what type of person you are and what the habit is. 33 years, can't get the flossing thing down. I can't do it. Like I... It's like once a week, once every couple of weeks, I remember to floss. I don't floss. It flosses. Listen, I could, <laughs> the habit, I could pick a habit, start it tomorrow and do it every day for the rest of my life. Can't get the fro- the flossing thing down. Because it's annoying. Mm-hmm. It's just an annoying thing to do. Plus, yeah. now you have an, elect- I have an electric toothbrush. I mean, yeah. it gets all that stuff out. I'm going to tell that to my right. dentist the next time. I'm going to be like, listen, Dr. Geis, I have an electric toothbrush. I'm, oh man. <laughs> I need to make an appointment to the dentist because it's been a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one thing I hate. Did you floss? Like that—that's always you know, how it goes. Like a test. It's like you know I don't. <laughs> like, don't do this to oh, me. Man, like you're like in there, you a, see I don't. Just such a guilt trip. You know oh, what else I, I do? It. Like the day of my appointment, I floss and think that that's gonna fuller. Like I know. she's not gonna know that I did it this, <laughs> this morning, but I not once in thing. the last six months. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what's number three? Are you a Reese's peanut butter cup fan? Yeah, and actually, there's only one answer. So that was oh, the answer. Okay, that that was the, yeah. <laughs> you would have left. You would have lost all respect me. for yeah. me. Okay. Well, there's a new, and I'm shocked that it took till 2023. We're getting a crunchy peanut butter version this summer. So it'll be a Reese's peanut butter cup and they'll be crunchy inside. I'm shocked we haven't done this yet. That's actually, I mean, marketing wise, pretty good idea. Yeah. Not a fan of crunchy peanut butter. I'm a creamy peanut butter guy. Mm. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm mainly just... creamy peanut butter, but I'm you, you'll all go peanut butters. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're not Mm-mm. picky about no, it. No, but I'm okay. excited to try this. 
Okay. I'll try to find them. And so do you like? And we can try them. Do you like peanut butter chocolate candy in general? Yes. Yeah, I've become a, a big fan. But I'm a peanut butter like. I have a problem. <laughs> okay. Straight from the you're jar. You're just like, you're like, I drink 150 ounces of water so I can eat lots of peanut and butter. And I eat a half a jar of peanut butter in a sitting. Like, that's the Ooh. problem. It's a problem. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty bad. So could I, be worse. Like, the reason, it could be drugs, you know? Like, it's just a jar of peanut butter. That's what, I, that's what I tell my wife. Like, certain habits I do. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. It could be on meth yeah. or something. Like, my boyfriend will walk in, and I'll be, like, laying in our bed eating peanut butter, and he's like, I'm like, hey, I didn't kill anybody. Like, I'm just <laughs> eating peanut butter. Nobody died. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. That's funny. Like, you didn't just catch me robbing a bank or, like, <laughs> catch some stranger in here. I love it's it's peanut butter. <laughs> I love how it's one or the other, too. You know, it's yeah. either peanut butter or I'm robbing a bank. Like, hey, There's it's no not inventory. that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> I was going to say... You need to try the Reese's Outrageous Bar. Do you know what that is? It is a Mm-mm. peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter chocolate bar with Reese's pieces in it. Okay. And it is so good. All right. I'm obsessed with them. I'm a little like testy on the, the pieces, the Reese's pieces. I need like two. Like Why? I can't, I don't know. Mm. It's not They're their so best good. product. You need to try this bar. I will try it. I'll even go I buy mean, one for you. I need... You don't like. I need less convincing. I'm literally like it <laughs> okay. takes very little for I, me I'm to just, be influenced to do something. Like those in the Snickers, the peanut butter Snickers bars. I've never done that. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. You're missing out. I'm gonna buy you both. Okay. okay. <laughs> What's number two? <laughs> All right, number two. Apparently, there is a frozen pizza versus fresh pizza debate going on right now, and apparently. We as Americans, not me personally, but we as Americans mm-hmm. are turning more to frozen pizzas instead of ordering like takeout or delivery. I don't even understand. Of a pizza. I don't even recognize my country anymore. Frozen pizza sales have risen by happening? 11% over the last year. I don't want to live in this America. <laughs> Yaffe, this is not my yeah, I America. Know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what is this? This is un-American. Um, apparently we're trading, oh, they're even saying it's called trading down to, to frozen pizza. Okay. That's what weird. everyone's calling it. You're trading down. Trading, uh, no, Instead, stop it. Yeah. We build ourselves up in America. <laughs> I just want better for all of us. Exactly. We deserve better. Exactly. Now, if you get frozen pizza, what do you get? See, I will go, I very rarely, I can't even remember the last time I had a frozen pizza, but I will get like whatever the store brought is. Like yeah. if it's Great so Value, if it's like the all Do you ever get the Totino's ones, the smaller ones? Never. They're so I'd good. I'd get pizza rolls, but I'd never get a name brand. Weird. I'm weird about it. I don't do mm. like a name brand frozen pizza. Yeah. Get the Totino's ones are okay. usually cheap and they're they're pretty good, but it's they're smaller. Yeah. It's really bigger than one serving, but since they're smaller, you think it's one serving, mm-hmm. so you eat the whole thing. Technically, the servings, I never agree with what someone official says is a serving size. You <laughs> yeah, know? I never do either. I do like a frozen there. pizza, though. I prefer okay. yeah. a pizza place, a professional making my pizza. Especially if it's like New York-style pizza. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, Even like a, a bar pizza, you know, at like Beezer, Goodland, Poorhouse, like they oh, do a okay. great pizza. Mm-hmm. But uh, every once in a while, frozen pizza is not bad. Okay. Okay. What is, uh, are we number one? We are at number one. Wow, number one. I love this, and I feel like you and I are similar in age, and we're about that point where we're like, yes, we need this. Okay. It's kind of a like, 
we're getting old type moment. So Amazon has a new feature within their streaming service called Dialogue Boost. You can increase the volume on the dialogue, but not all of the audio. So that, hmm. you know how sometimes you're like, oh, the voices are low, so I yep. turn it up, and then the action starts, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> we're trying to entertain the whole neighborhood with this show, <laughs> and you have to turn it down? That's what they're going to It pick. actually really annoys me sometimes. I don't I understand it. <laughs> it just happened to me. I have never seen the Bourne movies, and they're mm-hmm. on Netflix. So over the weekend, I watched them, and the whole time, up, down, up, down, up, down, because really? the, the voices are low, and the action was high. So right now... It's only available on Amazon Originals like Jack Ryan and some of their other originals. But if you want to try it, here's how you get to it. You go into the audio and subtitles drop-down menu, and then it'll say English Dialogue Boost Medium or English Dialogue Boost High. And you can kind of – Oh, I like this because I went into my – I have a surround sound system Mm -hmm. because I'm one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And I went in and like the center console, I like turned that up. Yeah. And put the other ones down a little bit because I was having that problem. Balance it out. Yeah. It's totally the worst. I am too old for <laughs> such a drastic rapid change in the audio. You're My what? ears cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but that I love hilarious. that like even though Amazon started, like I know that eventually everyone's gonna have this option. I think so. And thank God for it. I wish it. they would just, you know, balance it to begin with. So we didn't have yeah, to have the option. Like, the producers <laughs> aren't taking the final cut of the Marvel movies and putting them in some guy's living room and testing their testing it with their surround yeah. sound. They should be doing that. Yeah, I agree. All right, Tori. It was good. You're right. I, it was a yeah, good You one said today. it was going to be good, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I appreciate <laughs> it. Now go try uh, some Reese's Outrageous Bars. If I find them, and if I find the crunchy ones, I'm going to invite okay. myself to what's trending <laughs> that day. All right. What's trending is sponsored by Coleman Furniture Market. Um, I'm probably going to have to go there again. We need some more furniture, especially since a baby is on the way. And they have so much different kinds of furniture at Coleman Furniture Market. It's worth the short drive to Coleman, Alabama. It's in the heart of Coleman, Alabama. You can see some of the latest stuff I'm talking about on their Instagram page and their Facebook page. And what's really awesome is anything you see in the store is available for immediate delivery to anywhere in the state of Alabama, which most of the furniture in my house was delivered to my house because um, I cannot lift all that furniture. Now, that does not sound fun. I would rather have them do it. They will do it for you. Go to the website, ColemanFurnitureMarket.com. That's ColemanFurnitureMarket.com. When you contact them, as always, you make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. Got my closing thoughts here in a moment on the Yaffe program. The Yaffe program. So we have some breaking news right now on the Yaffe program that you probably want to know about, need to know about. According to Fox News, two teens were charged in the Dadeville, Alabama mass shooting. Uh, it says here that the suspects are 16 year old and 17 years old. Um, I think that means they will not name the suspect. Oh no, they did name the suspect. I wasn't sure because they were minors, but it says, uh, the Alabama law enforcement agency announced Tyreek McCullough, who was 17 and Travis McCullough, 16. 
They were both formally charged with four counts of reckless murder. Now, the teens from Tuskegee were arrested by special agents with the law, Alabama Law Enforcement Agency State Bureau of Investigation. It says here these individuals have been charged after a complex and thorough investigation was conducted with assistance from a multiple of law enforcement agencies. So uh, what's interesting about this, one point I made the other day on, on this subject was they knew immediately afterwards, after all the investigation, that long guns were not used here. So an AR-15 was not used here, a quote-unquote assault weapon, whatever that means, was not used here. It was handguns. And they were still able to have some kind of uh, mash shooting. They were, okay. So that that shows that just banning AR-15s wouldn't solve anything. Also, I just want to point out now that these two teens are minors. That means they had to have obtained their guns illegally. Being 16 and 17 years old, there is no way that they bought these guns legally. So you have a mass shooting here where both guns were obtained illegally and they were handguns. So this idea that having more background checks wouldn't have solved this problem. Banning an AR-15s would not have solved this problem. Yet we still had this problem. Just wanted to point that out to everyone. Maybe instead of calling for outright gun bans, which are never going to happen, it's never going to happen in this country anyway. Maybe we should actually try to come up with real solutions. And a lot of it has to do with being tougher on crime. But a lot of it has to do with What's going on in our culture? Of course, you have mental health issues as well. And a lot of it is just vigilance of individuals. You can't protect everyone, but you can protect yourself and your family. So I just wanted to point that out. But the breaking news is that there was a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old. They've been identified by Alabama Law Enforcement Agency. They were arrested in the Dadeville mass shooting where four people were killed. 32 others were injured at a birthday party. So any more details on that, I'm sure we'll have in Fox News updates throughout the day and wait news updates throughout the day as well. And we'll talk more about it tomorrow. You have been listening to the Yaffe program. I'll see you guys tomorrow on WVNM. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's the Yeffy Program on WBNN. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. 